In the bulletin this morning, you may have read that superb description of the human body. What a marvelous instrument it is on the third page. That was placed there on purpose because we're going to be talking about the body, the human body, this morning. But that, this is something to take home and place in your scrapbook because the, we, we, take, we take the human body for granted and yet it is one of the most marvelous creations of uh, our om omniscient Lord. We're going to talk about the body this morning because the Apostle Paul talks about the body in the epistle lesson that was read this morning. And if you listen carefully, you heard the Apostle Paul say today, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, that's the body, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and that temple you are. Now the word used for temple in the original Greek is naos, a word that we still use today in modern Greek. It means church. In fact, Naos in the Old Testament referred to that part of the Jerusalem, Jerusalem temple which was the Holy of Holies, where God was said to dwell in mercy with his people. You are God's temple, God's Naos. As God's temple, as God's people, we are indeed temples of God. And these temples were originally consecrated to be temples through baptism, through confirmation, and in the Eucharist, the Holy Communion that we receive. And these bodies are thereby called to be dwelling places of God on earth. In fact, St. Nicodemus of the Holy Mountain goes so far as to call the human body a royal palace because it is here that the King of Kings sits on his throne. According to the Bible and the Holy Fathers, we who are God's people then are living churches, which means that we don't just go to church we are the church wherever we go. Through baptism and chrismation, followed immediately by participation in the Eucharist, through which we receive the precious body and blood of Jesus, one is separated from the world and set apart for God. He or she becomes a temple, naos, filled with the presence of God, just as the temple in Jerusalem, when it was consecrated, we read, was filled with the glory of God. The newly baptized person then, clothed in white at baptism, is a new creation, a holy ground, the dwelling place of God. Millions of people are existing on the face of the earth today without a clue as to what their bodies are for. They breathe, but have nothing to breathe for. 
They chew and swallow to stay alive without knowing why. They walk but have no place to go. They bear children, but their children give them more pain and worry than pleasure. They struggle to continue. The struggle to continue living occupies most of their time, but it seems hardly worth it. The New Testament teaches that the human body does have a purpose. It is more than a physical apparatus. It is a temple. You are God's temple. Naos, says St. Paul. These strange and marvelous bodies of ours that are able to do almost anything, even go to the moon, are able and were devised by God for himself that he might come and take up residence in them. He sent his Son to take away our sin that we might fulfill the end for which our bodies were made, that is, to be temples of his presence. St. Gregory of Nyssa goes so far as to say that the person who is not indwelt by God is not even a human being. We are tenants in our apartment of flesh. God is the landlord. He wishes to be landlord in residence, but he will not move in unless and until we invite him. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock, says Jesus. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him. So the human body was made to welcome Jesus, to love him and to live in him. That's what our bodies are made for and that's what life is for. And the Apostle John in John 14 quotes these beautiful words of Jesus where he said, If a man loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home in him. Temples of God. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit is so sacred that at the second coming of Jesus it will be raised as a spiritual body and will be glorified exactly as the body of Jesus was glorified after his death, after the resurrection. Christ will, in the words of St. Paul, Philippians 3.21, Christ will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. You are God's temple. And St. Paul calls on us to glorify God with our bodies, not just with our minds and not just with our hearts and not just with our tongues, he says, but we are to glorify God and worship God with our body. And he says this so beautifully in Romans 6.13, 
do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. Romans 6.13 Have you offered the parts of your body to Jesus as instruments of righteousness? You do not belong to yourselves, says Paul, but to God. He bought you with a price, so use your bodies for God's glory. How much we need to hear these words in our day when our world is being ravaged by AIDS and so many other sexually transmitted diseases. And we hear much today about safe sex. But we hear nothing about values. Is it right? Is it wrong? Morality is not even considered. The body as a temple of God's Spirit is totally irrelevant in today's godless and secular world. And the argument that is always brought up about our young people is they'll do it anyway, so give them something to protect themselves. This argument does the greatest disservice to our young people. When we say they'll do it anyway, we are condemning our young people to live on the same level as animals for the rest of their lives. It is as if our young people cannot choose to repent, to change. They cannot rise to a higher level of living as sons and daughters of God created in His image and likeness with bodies that are indeed temples of God's Spirit. Holy of holies, palaces of the King of Kings. The body is the temple of God Naos Theu, not an amusement park. How would you react if someone suggested that in order to generate more income for the church, the sanctuary should be turned into a nightclub during the week? The altar would make a beautiful bar. The chalices would make excellent cocktail glasses. Move the pews around and you have a beautiful dance floor and use the elevated soleas for the band and for lewd dancers. Just think of the revenue it would bring in. For sure, you will get a lot of opposition to something like this, and almost all would say, you can't do that. This is God's house. Such activity would be a misuse of the church, and all of us would agree that such a proposal would indeed be sacrilegious. But... What about the body, which is even more so a temple than this church building? You receive Christ in this body temple every Sunday in the Eucharist. But how do you 
use or misuse this body during the week, this temple? Do you turn it into a bar or an amusement park? Do you respect your body as the temple of God's Spirit, the royal palace, the holy of holies? For the body is not yours to do with as you please, says Paul. It belongs to God. It is destined to spend eternity with him. He created it, and he bought it back with the precious blood of his own son. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Now this extends to other areas of life as well. Medicine, for example, must understand that the human body cannot be viewed merely as biology. From conception onward, a living human body is biological, but it is also far more than just biological. It is the temple of God's Spirit. Anything that de destroys the temple, the body, is sinful and must be avoided. Alcohol, drugs, tobacco, overeating, illicit sex, lack of exercise, even not wearing your seat belts show no respect for the human body as the temple of God's presence. Being God's stewards applies not only to our possessions, but also to the body God has given us. Let me conclude now by asking a few questions. If God has fashioned our bodies and made them to be dwelling places of his Holy Spirit, then what ought your eyes to be looking at? What ought your hands to be doing and touching? Where ought your feet to be taking you? What ought your tongue to be saying? And what ought your ears to be listening to? St. Simeon, the new theologian, looked at his hands one day just after he had received Holy Communion, and he said, These are now the hands of Christ. His blood is now flowing through these veins. They're not my hands. They're his hands, members of his body. You are God's temple. Now In lieu of the prayer, may we all turn to the 
last page of the bulletin and read together that beautiful affirmation, affirmation, think on these things as we give thanks for the body. It's the top of the last page of the bulletin. It begins with, I give thanks for my wonderful heart. Together, I give thanks for my wonderful heart which beats so faithfully and strong. I give thanks for my wonderful lungs which enable me to breathe the breath of life freely and fearlessly. I give thanks for all the wonderful organs that know their perfect function and perform their role perfectly. I give thanks for the wonderful network of nerves that carry messages to every part of my being. I give thanks for my wonderful faculties for sight and hearing, for sense of touch and taste and smell. I give thanks for my wonderful body and for the life that animates it. I give thanks for the realization that I am no, I'm more than flesh and blood, that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen.